What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Deco <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Cardez, a.k.a. Omega Z, editor-in-chief of the written core content over at Digital Era Entertainment. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody who is joining us live on our Twitch chat. We got RJ in the chat. We're back at the cafe. We're back at the cafe after taking a uh, oh, last we did episode <laughs> from home. Well, we did the episode from home, but that was just to be safe because... Gino had like concord and a COVID scare and it was just not oh, good. <laughs> surprisingly, we did not get sick from PAX. We did not get sick from PAX at all, surprisingly. We, yeah. uh, it was from a <laughs> private event that we got sick from. Well, you had a wedding. I didn't get sick. You, got, you didn't get sick from the wedding. Yeah, everyone else did. I am, I stand alone. I am the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! All right, we got a uh, we got a couple of things to talk to you about on today's show. Uh, for those of you joining us live, you can witness this wonderful memory. You know what's sad? Courtesy I... of our our D founder Mario Bueno and his amazing Photoshop skills. I was like, yo, I want this for today's show. It's funny you bring this up because uh, you know what I've I got duped into playing this because the PSX core. Has officially launched. Not officially. It's officially launching this month um, for the Mr. FPGA project and for RetroArch. Okay. And um, I've been playing the old Harry Potter games. Oh God. And I, I, I clearly remembering them not looking like that. They were terrible. They looked absolutely horrific. Those games were awful. <laughs> Why did you do this to yourself? I'm like, I, I, I literally sat here. I'm even playing on an actual old CRT. I have an old Triniton CRT that I bought. And I'm like, it still looks like I'm looking through Vaseline. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I was like, how did I used to think these games were good? Uh, no one thought those games were good. <laughs> you lied to yourself. <laughs> like the Lego games are 10 times better. Yes, they were. Well, that's in general for Lego games. Most Lego games are really fun. Except for the pregnant Padme. <laughs> Lego Star Wars. <laughs> God, uh, that will haunt me for the rest of my life. It was pretty nightmare fuel inducing. Um, <laughs> Lego Star Wars playing? is okay. <laughs> what have you been playing? Oh man, I I've been playing a lot because like this is like me catching up on my backlog now that there's like not a triple have you played A. Tunic yet? Yes, Tunic is amazing. I, that game has no right being that good. Well, there are a lot of games that have come out that people have slept on. Because they all came out when Elden Ring dropped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because like I could be like f- staying hard on Elden Ring, but I'm like, I I did the headache enough to get one ending and I'm like, I'm good. I, will, I, I married the... Oh, I got of, the Satan ending. So. Yeah, I, I got married to one of the witches and... Then the, the very time you see me on camera. He's more than just a disembodied voice or uh, hand. That's cute. <laughs> Red Bull. We're not sponsored. Please sponsor us. I got the be- Oh, did I get the best ending or did Ken get the best ending? I don't know. <laughs> there's no happy. There's, I, no, there's no happy endings there's in Elden no, Ring. No, I genuinely want like a, a overly cutesy, like almost disgustingly cute. You know what you're Souls-like asking? Souls-like game. <laughs> That just has like a happy, like a happy ending. And you kind of realize like, no, this is nightmare fuel. 
So, like, I would love to play a Souls game that is super bloody, but is, like, cartoony, cartoony yeah, like, like, My Little Pony looking. Yeah, that's like. what I'm talking about. Like, I want My Little Pony Care Bear, but, like, give me all the gore and everything. <laughs> I want Kirby with gore. That's what I want. <laughs> Kirby is not a Souls game. Kirby is very- it has Souls game dodging. <laughs> Did you do all the f- the secret bosses in Kirby? Yeah, I got hundred percent. Yeah, was the most uh, honestly that was like the most fun I've had hundred percent in the game. That final, the final boss fights, like for like the secret ones, I sat here. I'm just like this. You just gave me. I just came off of Elden Ring. I, why am I doing Souls like dodging in a Nintendo game? <laughs> <laughs> they had to give you somewhat of a challenge. Sure. The Coliseum stuff was nice. I, Colise- thought, I love the Coliseum stuff. I thought that was good. Um, but what have we been playing? So what have I actually been playing? A lot of it has been backlog stuff that I've kind of sat on that I haven't played. So like on stream, we went through a Maneater. I 100% yeah. of Maneater on stream. This is your second playthrough of Maneater, right? Yes, I did the okay. original on PS4, but this was the PS5 version. Um, Any changes? or It just looks a little better. Oh. So, <laughs> That's such a good game, though. It's fun. I wouldn't say it's like no, amazing. Remember, remember. For me, when when I'm saying a good game, it's like I want a game that's literally give me a single leg title game. Mm. Like that's what I mean. That's what I want for my game. I mean, I got exactly what I wanted from it. I was like, oh, is this gonna be an open world game where I play as a shark and it's shark death auto? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. You gave me exactly what I wanted. I want more games that are just games. Games that are just yes. games. Those are very fun. So I played through that. Um, I also got my physical copy of Sifu, which dropped this month. Um, I don't know how I feel about Sifu. I think Sifu was okay. I like that it's basically Daredevil Hallway Simulator, the game. Um, (laughs) Because I've heard so many people say, oh, it's a great game. I don't think it's great. It's it's, it's, it's it's a good arcade-like game. Yes, I, I agree with that notion. It's good, and it's another one of those games that this is exactly what it is. Oh, what is this game about? Oh, you're a martial artist, and you punch things. You go down. There's nothing wrong. Like, there's some... And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think we need... I think there is a bereft, like, an entire genre missing of just $30 games. $30 to $40 games. Yes. And... And there's... And I think that's criminally, like, not fair. Yeah. I also um, want more movie tie-in games. So one that I also played, uh, I'm thinking about whether or not I want to stream this um, upcoming, but it also was one that dropped this week. Uh, Trek to Yomi came out. Yeah. Dude. Play this game. Play it? Yeah. Apparently it has Steam Deck support. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but I'm probably, I'm probably going to stream Trek to Yomi just because it's everything I loved about Ghost of the Samurai, but done by an indie. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, it's done by like an indie dev and it's black and white and it's it's really beautiful. awesome. It looked beautiful. It's beautiful. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful game. But yes, I have played Tunic. Yeah. Um, Tunic was amazing. Um, basically another one of those like Legend of Zelda slash Dark Souls hybrid type games. I genuinely, for the first time in my life, I sat here. Every time I play a Zelda game, it's just like, cool, this is reminiscent. I launched this. I played through it. I'm like, I feel like I am six again. When my mom handed me the, the NES, is like, you want to play video games while you wait for your birthday for the N64? Here. And she gave me the first Zelda game, and I was just stuck for hours. That's what it felt like. I'm like, oh my god, you hit every, you hit every single note that I missed. 
growing up as a child. <laughs> go play Tunic. Like, everyone, go play Tunic. Tunic is such a good game. It has no right being as good as it is. Like, it's cutesy. It's everything. It's everything I wanted. Uh, what else have I been playing? Uh, I've been doing a lot of Steam Deck stuff recently. Yeah, you've been playing around with your new toy. Yeah, uh, I got Halo to run. <laughs> uh, gave me an hour's battery life. Oh my god. Um, that's not even the worst part. I got uh, Forza Horizon 5 to run on the Steam Deck. Perfectly. I got a 20 minute battery life out of that. <laughs> Forza Horizon 5? I didn't realize how much how much um requirement because I, I my home pc has really great parts in it so i'm like okay it's a console game it shouldn't take that much ex- like resources <laughs> this thing eats resources out, like so much i had to drop the game to by the way the game looks great on its lowest settings to get a perfect 60 frames that's just a testament to how insane that game is i haven't had a chance to play wii sports resort yet switch sports switch sports Wii Sports Resort 2. No, it's Switch Sports now because there's no Wii. It's a Switch now. I'm still saying Wii while I'm playing the game. Am I not? Wii would like to play. That was such a good ad campaign. Huh? That ad campaign. I love that ad campaign. That ad campaign was great. Like, a lot of people, like, yes, we, we make fun of Nintendo for being the kitty console kind of thing. But the Wii really brought gaming out of the basements into the living rooms. Yeah, they tried. Come on. The Wii's still getting game releases to this day. Yeah, but it's all like shovelware still. No, it's Just Dance. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Every new version of Just Dance has a Wii version release. <laughs> because apparently they're just in that many nursing homes. God. I wish I was joking. That's terrible. We get the old people to do Just Dance. Yeah. I would, I would like to see that. I, I think that. Would no, be- you do not want to see old people twerking. <laughs> like, yeah, go, Grandma, twerk. <laughs> oh God. We would like to, to play, play geriatric <laughs> dancing. Let's go. Got my orthopedic shoes on. I got called a geriatric millennial, by the way, the other day. Like that makes no sense. Like I was complaining about my neck in voice chat in Overwatch 2 beta. And my dude said, oh, you're one of those geriatric millennials, right? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me. Speaking of Overwatch 2, we have Overwatch League live right now. <laughs> San Francisco Shock is playing uh, yeah. Atlanta right now. Yeah. While we're recording this episode. Um, the games have actually been generally enjoyable. The and I find it more fun to watch now yes. than previous years. Yeah. But it's still Overwatch. So it's still kind of meh. But it's still better than Valorant. <laughs> to watch. I <laughs> had to play. I hate Valorant's terrible. My yeah, issue, I said okay, that. Okay, here's my issue with Valorant. To be quite honest. My issue is the game will never reach the same skill ceiling maturity as CSGO. Because you will always be releasing new operators. That's what they're called, right? Operators? I have no idea what they're called. Nor do I care. Like, I just stopped caring about the game. Like, that's fair. Just... That's fair. Um, but yeah, like that, that, that's, that's the issue. The fact that I can play Rogue <laughs> Company still over Valorant says a lot. 
The fact that I still load up Bad Company 2's multiplayer <laughs> and, and there are people still playing that says a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, Bad Company 2 was great. What about Battlefield? No. Lol. <laughs> that, hey, you all want to know where Battlefield ended? Bad Company 2. Yes. Give me a third game. I don't know. EA is in a, in a weird spot right now because they have the. They have Apex printing money. Apex Legends. <laughs> they can only ride on that for so long. Give me a Titanfall 3 game. Nah. They've milked it. They've it's not done. I think it's done. The story. There are so many storylines that they still have to finish. Let them finish the Dead Space reboot. Let's see how that goes first. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Like I, I rather see how that goes before anything at all. I um, someone's modding Dead Space right now, the original game, um, to be a first-person VR game. Pretty cool. That's also completely terrifying. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I play I play Hitman VR, Hitman Three with the play, so PlayStation good. VR. So good, it's so good. I love it. Uh, which, by the way, it still gets content because they still have they put out like you know a couple of freebies here and there for the season pass holders. That's cool. I like that. I was like, oh yeah, this is stuff on top of my things that I already paid off, and I get it for free. Cool. I want more. Uh, I want more like VR games from AAA Studios. Some- so they do come out. It's just like you. Most of them are them. bad. Well, yeah, but like Sony released Moss too. Like again, and like, like there was no like. Well, yeah, there's that, but also like majority. I'm I'm gonna say this. Majority of the VR people are on PC. Sony's sitting here like, yeah, we're pushing PlayStation VR, but you don't advertise it. I forgot that it was a thing. <laughs> now there's the PS5 version of the VR coming out soon, right? Yeah, PSVR 2. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's going to come out next year or it comes out this year. I, I think no, I think that's going to be a holiday release, I feel like. Nah. They ha- What not, else do they have? They're not going to overshine God of War Ragnarok. Hear me out. Hear me out. When I mean holiday release, I mean in that window. You're going to have PSVR 2 as like the new hardware thing. And then God of War. Maybe. <laughs> Watch them do like a God of War Ragnarok. That's what I was going to say. Like there's a, there's going to be a VR combo as oh, well. God. No, please don't. I would, I would hate to see that. Uh, but yeah, this is like a good, this Give is like a links crossbow training. This is a good time <laughs> to catch up on a lot of backlog. Cause there's very few high end or triple a releases coming out right now. So this is like a nice time where you can catch up on a lot of like, Older games that you may have missed, or you get to play like something new from the indies. A lot of indie games are coming out. Yeah, that was all the packs, all indie games that are coming out too. So, um, not all of them I think are worth really trying though. It's not that great. Like for example, there's this uh, there's this Souls like that I showed you, uh, Dimensium. Yeah, yeah, that one looks cool. It's like it's a Souls game. It's like I already play. I already have all the. I, I showed you that uh, Hyperforce game, and then I told you it was Tower Defense. You were sad, but it's basically I, it looks really good. But it's small like, soldiers. It, it, the game. If you guys remember the movie Small Soldiers, there's what is it called? Hyper what? Uh, Hyperforce Warzone or something. Yeah, it's like Hyperforce Warzone. It's basically the Small Soldiers concept where you are a toy in a living room, and it's a or the backyard or the bathroom. <laughs> Or the basement or the attic. And it's a first person shooter, but it has tower defense uh, mechanics. mechanics. And that 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 
But it that also has four v four multiplayer. I like, would play that Death all match. the time. I would play Deathmatch forever. And it's like a twenty dollar game. Yes, it looks like, really. Fun. That's what I mean. Like something like that should just. There should be more of those. Yeah, you can get Trek to Yomi for twenty bucks. It's great. Should probably write a review on things and get them out. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> anyway, let's get down to uh, some of this game news before we get into our main topic, which is going to be related to this memery over here. Well, speaking um, of Nintendo, it's, while we're on the subject of Nintendo, uh, there was a recent expose from Kotaku where. 10 current and former employees of Nintendo uh, complained about their working environment. Uh, this is specifically Nintendo of America. Yes. So, so this is Nintendo of America. There was uh, some, com- some complaints about uh, low wages, uh, lack of benefits, forced overtime, and unpaid, citizens. unpaid overtime at that. Um. Just as an example, uh, part-time pay is $16 uh, per hour. Occasionally, some people will get up to $20 an hour um, for various different, like... That's sadly temp- still higher than, like, the industry standard, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not enough to live off of. No, it's not enough to live <laughs> over. But, like, I'm sitting here, like, that's actually higher than the industry. I think the industry standard is, like, federal yeah. for part-time. Um, this led to an employee mentioning union unionization during a meeting, and then that employee was fired, and that led to a labor complaint that cited that the the company violated the NLRA, which yep. is a uh, basically a group that allows union laws and things like that. You guys have <laughs> you can't be you can't be fired in the. For bringing up that you need to yes like that can't be your reasoning for um so it was a, a pretty damning article about the state of conditions in nintendo of america uh so much so that it, you know people even went to former nintendo president of america reggie fils like, and asked him well like what did you think about this and his i think like the direct statement was this is not the nintendo i left yeah like what he said yeah this wasn't a thing when i was president of nintendo of america so it makes me wonder what happened. Well, I mean, you hired someone whose last name is Bowser. <laughs> I mean, Bowser has Doug Bowser has been there for. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, jokes aside, I, I I genuinely think that this might be a ch- a change because after Nintendo of America and Nintendo of Europe have always been just in in general just either content creation. Right. For Nintendo, or just a translation hub for distribution, right? And that's what they actually—they don't really dev things on their own. All dev stuff and everything still happens at Nintendo in Japan, mm-hmm. the headquarters. So they kind of treat them as separate companies, periphery companies. So, like a good example of this is all those DCMA claims from Nintendo is actually just Nintendo of Europe's lawyer. In his spare time issuing those out because he gets paid by the hour. Yeah. So it's not actually even Nintendo. Nope. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this lawyer just wants to rack up his his bill. <laughs> Let's oh. see what the rest of this article says. Um, uh, talks more about the... 
So there are basically two facilities in Seattle, for those of you who don't know. Um, there's a really nice one, and then there's this nondescript, like, warehouse where the other, where all the part-time and contract, specifically contract employees work at. Right. So these aren't actually Nintendo employees. These are like, con- well, they're Nintendo employees, but they're under contract. They're under contract, so they all- So it's the same issue with Activision Blizzard, the, the contract employee thing. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of people don't seem to realize is like, this is an issue across all of video games. Yes. There's, a lot of, there, a lot there, of video game there's content. A, there's, a lack of, there's a lack of unionization in the video game industry. It's, not, it's been a talking point for a number of years. Um, and it's for things like this, where, you know, <laughs> these working conditions are really terrible. Yeah. Uh, you work long hours. You don't get paid for the long hours because sometimes you're contracted at a salary. And they force you to stay later than what you should. Yeah. Which sucks. Front, overtime, everything like that. Uh, but it just goes to show that, like, like, you know, even some of the companies that we we love and adore, they... they What's well, a company? They aren't exempt. And, hey, it's, they're still a company. At the end of the day, they're still a company. No company is your friend. Yeah. That's something that I have to tell people all the time. They're not your friend. They're there to make money. Yeah. Like, that's just the end all be all of it all. Everyone sits here like, as much as I praise Microsoft and like the Xbox division of Microsoft, at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, cool for you for doing all these things. You're still a company at the end of the day, though. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a pretty, uh, pretty damning expose. Yeah. Uh, and a, a nice little magnifying glass to. Which is funny because we always spoke about how Nintendo and Nintendo has made strive and it's been to the uh-huh. media. Like, they even told Sakurai, like, hey, we're going to, like, suspend you if you don't stop working a certain amount of time and, and everything. Yeah. Like, they, like, they actually go out of their way to make sure, like, the work-to-death culture isn't a thing. Oh, but that's Nintendo of Japan. That's Nintendo of Japan, yeah. Here in America, we will work uh, you to death. And then we'll brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> God, Why? I hate, God, yeah. I hate capitalism. All right. Anyway, let's uh let's go into some happier news with uh some uh, some summer news. Uh Line since out. we reported last time that uh there's no E3, but as I called it, Jeff Keeley is giving us the Summer Game Fest 2022. And not only is it going to be a digital show, but it's also going to be an IMAX Select IMAX Select theater. IMAX theaters. We get to watch awesome video game Two trailers. Things. Two things. On One. IMAX. One. I really hope that those trailers are designed to be played in IMAX because you're <laughs> going to get that really weird letterboxing. Um, two. Uh, we always refer to E3 as Gamer Christmas. Is this Gamer Kwanzaa? This is the replacement Christmas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is like there's like there's the there's the Toys R Us Christmas and then the Kmart Christmas. This is going to be the Kmart Christmas. It, it hurts because both of those companies technically died. Yes. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't. Let's see what they're showing because they had some announcements for stuff. Stuff. It's just going to be trailers, interviews, things like he did yeah. Last there's going to be trailers. There's going to be interviews. Uh. They are going to do this and select IMAX theaters for people around the country. So will these be 4D movies? I, 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 I guess. I, Keep going. <laughs> There's a bunch of things. 
It's a really weird article setup. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. it's like a giant block. It's like text, empty space. So okay, so confirmed. these are the confirmed uh, games companies that will be at this summer games fest. You have two K, Activision, Amazon Games, Annapurna game Interactive, Blizzard. <laughs> Capcom, Devolver Digital, Dotemu, EA, Epic Games, Finji, Frontier, Gearbox, iRes, Innersloth, Koch Media, Mediatonic, Mihoyo, Bandai Namco, Netflix, Psionics, Raw Fury, Riot Games, Saber, Sega, Sony, Prime Gaming, Square Enix, Steam, Tencent Games, Tribeca Festival, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, Wizards of the Coast, and Xbox will all be hey, on time out. Why is Prime Gaming separate from Amazon Games? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know, but that's what they're doing. Okay. Probably rewards or whatever. Most likely. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what they have to show off. It's gonna drop in June 2022, so it's real soon. We're about a June month. June 9th. June 9th, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really soon. Yeah. We're literally a month away from this. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna have some type of summer gaming. Obviously, this does not include whatever the individual companies are going to show. Because I know Microsoft said they Microsoft have and Bethesda have their own showcase on June 12th. Uh, Nintendo will most likely do a Nintendo Direct in June. Uh, Which has me concerned. Because, okay, so we know that Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed. Right. Fine. Are you just going to show off Splatoon and Pokemon? Why or, not? Or do you have something so secret? Well, there's rumors going around that there's going to be ports of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess to that's the fine. Switch. So maybe that's something that's they'll, fine. They'll announce. I, I really think that they've just... I really do think that there is like a secret game that they just haven't announced. Yeah. And it's probably from like an old franchise. Like we know Metroid Prime 4 is definitely yeah, uh, we know that, and they'll, I don't, they'll probably surprise us with a Metroid Prime trilogy. Like, yeah, something like that, or, or, it wouldn't surprise me if there is either a Star Fox game or a Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus. <laughs> One could hope. Or an F Zero game. I would love that. I would die. I would. I would literally die. <laughs> come back and be like, yes, my zombified corpse would resurrect and celebrate the joy that is. <laughs> F zero, yeah. Um, but yeah, Summer Games Fest June fourth was it or Ninth. no June 9th, 9th. of 2020, 2022. So we'll have our reactions for that. Is that a Thursday? I, June 9th, a Thursday. I will find out. It is. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll get some type of live reaction no, from. We'll, we'll see uh, what time. It, it airs. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably do a live react if we I'll can. I'll do a live react with that. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, Activision's in the news again, guys. Uh, this time, <laughs> this time, Activision is being sued by the city of New York. This new lawsuit alleges that Activision CEO Bobby Kotick is using the Microsoft sale to escape liability. Uh, what that means is, uh, it's basically a lawsuit looking into the books. And by the books, we're talking about the the money and what they spend and all these things. It's corporate stuff. We don't want to bore you so with long, it. <laughs> so it it's because also the share price doesn't match the the price that Microsoft offered to buy. Right. And they're looking at this and going like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. So the idea behind this lawsuit is essentially what they feel is that 
Bobby Kotick is trying to make money. Yep. Off the sale of Microsoft when he legally should not be able to. There's that, but also it's the fact that he has manipulated a the share price. Right. B. He's also um, manipulated the the terms of the sale in a way because if you know about the the shareholder meeting right. recently, they voted to not look into the new allegations and everything else. Like they voted to just make it go away internally. Right. So everyone's sitting here and is like, yeah, this is everyone's starting to sit here and is like, this is starting to seem like Kotech is trying to weasel his way out of having any responsibility for people a who died mm-hmm. and for all the abuse and everything that has gone gone on in Activision and in Blizzard. Yes. Under his tenure. And if he loses this, he is supposedly to be removed as CEO. Yes. Which means he gets no money regardless of the sale, which would be the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. So what this is called in legal terms is a breach of fiduciary. Uh, and basically what this does is it would have Kotick face liability and it would make him unfit to negotiate the sale of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft. Uh, because this compromises his position, uh, Kotick basically forced an unfavorable deal for shareholders. Yep. As an escape plan. He wanted to escape and be like, you know, I'm trying to say he's trying to basically he's, save his face. He's trying to save his face when uh, he really shouldn't get away with this. And the other issue is also technically this is now this leads into another issue where you now put your needs above the business, which is not which is actually illegal. You, you, an individual cannot put their personal needs over a business's well-being. Right. Um, because the shareholders and how things work with SEC. You can thank the 30s, the original Great Depression for this, for all these laws coming into being. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what, what I find funny, though, is like, why would the city of New York care? Or is it because that it's... Uh, because uh, the largest shareholder group of, like, of people who own shares in um, Activision Blizzard mm-hmm. is part of Vanguard. And yeah. Vanguard's headquarters is here in New York. Got it. So because of that, the city of New York on behalf of those shareholders are suing. It's also because the financial capital of the United States is here. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the reason why Wall Street exists. Yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are the main real reasons why the city of New York is here. Um, so, yeah, we might see uh, the removal of Bobby Kotick legally. Do you know how much of a mess this has turned into, by the way? It's crazy. I know. You had the governor of California resign because of this. Did you know that? No, I thought. Newsom had to partly resign because apparently he had direct contact with Kotick and some other shareholders in the state of California to make the lawsuit go away. Yeah, like this has reached conspiracy (laughs) levels that is just incredible. Oh, uh, this deal is not going to get done to next year. Oh, no, no, no. Microsoft is going to get the deal done. We're going to see Kotick in court for the law as long as Jack Thompson was in court. That's like, a, we're whoa. talking about years. That was, whoa. <laughs> like, for those of this, you who don't know, Jack Thompson was a lawyer who got barred from both New York and Florida. And the rest of the country. And it was also because he tried to do this big smear campaign against violent video games. 
and the way he went about it um, <laughs> was not correct. That's the polite way well, to say. It. He bribed his witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like when I say lost, like no, no, this has turned into when. I, that's why when I saw this, I'm sitting here laughing. I'm like, yeah, he's done because it has already come out that he's trying to save face. Yeah. If the governor of California had to resign partly because of Blizzard Activision. That's not a good sign. Yeah. And it's funny that because, like, you know, I, I, I purely blame the the executive level of Blizzard Activision for why I dislike them. Like, they come up with fun stuff. I want to play their games. I want to like their games. There's this new um, this Warcraft mobile game, mobile game that and looks it's great. It looks super fantastic. I would love to play it, but like, no, I'm just it's, I haven't heard one bad thing about the game. That's I mean, the crazy part. Is it out? It's out. It's been out. Oh, I'm about to download it. Is, is it free? I guess. Okay. It's like yeah. one of those microtransaction games. I'm not spending a dime on this but thing. But it's, I'm sitting here looking free at Free is for me. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm like, I haven't heard one complaint about this. And then we have uh, Diablo. Diablo Immortal. Yeah. Coming out also next month. It's coming to PC. Coming to PC and phones. Yay. And everyone's sitting here like, wait a second. I thought you guys had nothing to show for this year. I, I don't know what's going. The reality is, yes, there are certain things that Activision owns. I would love for them to put out again. But it's really Kotec. Yeah. Kotec and that entire board. Now, if the rest of Activision could follow suit and give us good games again and not have us regurgitate Call of Duty year after I year after year. I still think. Did you, hear you, the la- did you hear the latest on what they blamed Call of Duty Vanguard's lack of sales for? They literally blamed it on World War II. Yeah. They were like, oh, the, the gaming public's tired of World War II. It's well, like, I mean, if you didn't ship it to us every four years, like I said, like I genuinely said, I'm tired of World War II personally. Give me the Vietnam War. <laughs> Give me the actual Cold War. I just love that companies will go through hoops and fire rings to just avoid even having to you, admit do you that remember you my released... A crappy game. No, no. Do you remember my review for Black Ops 2? The one that got you blacklisted? The one yes. I got, yes. <laughs> and to this day, I think my argument would be better than what Activision has done. If we're going to do yearly releases of Call of Duty, then charge it to me like a subscription service. Yes. I don't care. Like, charge me $14.99 like a month. Don't care because that's the standard MMO price. And I'll gladly pick it up whenever I want it. Because you'll have people who will pay for that. Yeah. You actually probably would have made more money in the long term, actually. They probably would have. <laughs> like, yeah. that would just... It's just... It's so much easier. Don't make me pay 60 for something that's technically an expansion pack. <laughs> like Overwatch 2. <laughs> Apparently, Overwatch 2 will not cost money. I hope so. It should not... No, no, no. From what from what everyone has said, there's, there hasn't been an official. Yeah, I want an official stance. I want them to but be like from the dev teams themselves. They said we are not charging. If you already own Overwatch, you get Overwatch too. If you don't have Overwatch, you pay the price of Overwatch, and you get Overwatch too. I shouldn't have to pay for anything. It well, should just you need a, the base game. Apparently, it game. should be a free to play game. Just should. I mean, the game is 30 bucks. Actually, no, the game is like 15 now. No, it's still 30 bucks. They just have sales. They just have sales every other week where it's like 15 bucks. It should be free. 
I'll gladly play it again if it's free. Anyway, speak- Overwatch Two is is supposed to be free. Uh, hold on, it should be. Anyway, I, I uh, think the only thing that they'll be charging for is the battle passes. Now we get to laugh at this meme. Oh God! This meme of Dobby Crystal Dobby Namics, who has been handed the Embracer Group sock I, NFT. I, <laughs> this goes back to that lawsuit, in my opinion, in Japan. <laughs> I'm now genuinely worried for Final Fantasy 16 because, yes, I understand that Yoshi P saved Final Fantasy, quote unquote. But if Square Enix just hates games, there's no amount of what a director can do. No. And the fact that they haven't released one trailer for 16 at all. Because they've been working on it. But they've been saying that it's nearing completion, that it's near complete, like it's ready to go gold. I'm like, cool. Outside of person who could turn into thing, other person who turns at the thing, let's fight, maybe have, you know, relations. Um, I don't know what else it's about. It basically just seems like it's Dragon Song, just the game. Maybe. Uh, but anyway, uh, the long and short of it all is Square Enix uh, sold off some studios. They sold off IDOS, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal, which was another offshoot of IDOS. They Crystal sold Dynamics. off all their non-Japanese studios. Well, no, because they still have Just Cause. Uh, which... They, no, no, they have the IP. Yeah, they have the IP. I said they sold off their non-Japanese studios. Yes. <laughs> uh, they did this for to be have it be picked up by the Embracer Group, formerly known as THQ Nordic, uh, which... I think they still uh, go by THQ Nordic. They do. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the overall company, company is, is now listed as Embracer Group. Um, but it's THQ. THQ, for those of you who remember those guys who, like, came back from the brink of bankruptcy. You mean they come back from the dead like six times in a row? No, it was just at once. <laughs> no, it was several times that they... they... <laughs> it was just once because they went bankrupt and then they got picked up by Deep Silver. Deep Silver said, come with us, and then they just merged everything. But Deep anyway, Silver is such a good company. <laughs> um, so now Embracer Group has IDOS, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix. They picked this up for $300 million. There's a lot of money. Uh, Square Enix, you know, and, and, and Square the- Enix did this <laughs> so that they could focus on NFTs and blockchain things for gaming. And the whole market just the collapsed. very next day, aka yesterday, the NFT market collapsed. Sweet, sweet, delicious irony. Now. Do, do I personally like the idea of NFTs? I do once they have some type of regulation and people's money isn't jeopardized. Um, I, still, I still hate the idea because I... It's the idea of art, owning art. I mean, it's digital art. That's what it is. Yes, but there is a proper way to do this. There is. And a not proper way to do this. Currently, it's very not proper. <laughs> no, no, currently... It's just copying what the high-end art industry does, which is not a great way to do it because it just rewards people who know people who do crap art. Yeah, but then you have... Real artists suffer. Then you have some of the companies that do do it right. There are some out there that are doing it right. And that's the thing that people don't talk about. Everybody likes to focus on the negatives of it. Because there's so much more. That's an entirely different conversation. But anyway, (laughs) the fact that this hit Square Enix at such a great moment makes me so happy because i really 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 hate square enix (laughs) i 
genuinely worry about this because now that Square Enix has made this move, I genuinely believe that Sony will just straight up buy them. I think so too. I think and I personally think they sold off IDOS just to make them more attractive to buy. Yeah. And I think that that's a problem because I don't, I think Final Fantasy does better when it's across multiple, when it's shared across multiple things. Right. Majority of Square Enix's um, IPs. Funny enough, do you know what they didn't sell off as an IP? Um, the game I'm always forgetting about. Uh, Square Enix said that it didn't make enough money. Not not the Guardians of the Galaxy, the the Ludum shooter that Square Enix published. Outriders? Yeah, they still have that IP. Well, yeah, it's people can fly, and it actually sold well. They didn't pay people that can fly. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I'm sure people can fly is figuring it out. Yeah, probably. They have coming. Um, I feel so bad for forgetting. I always feel bad. For forgetting. I don't. <laughs> I'm glad I can forget that game. I, I do want to call it Gears of War, but it's not Gears of War. <laughs> oh, no, that, that would be that's too generous. We cannot call that. Game. Well, it just it just reminds me of buff dude, generic, generic buff dude cover shooter. Yeah, but you can also play as as, as a female. So, well, yes. But still, um, I. I I just worry about we're entering this weird part of the early 2000s where you and I are apparently the only people who remember this because we read gaming magazines back in the day. What's a gaming magazine? Physical magazines. <laughs> and this just reminds me of when Midway Acclaim. Yeah. Um, and everyone just went under. And then EA and we got stuck with what's known as the Big Six. Mm-hmm. Are we really going to get stuck with what's known as the Big Three now? I, I think we're heading towards that. Obviously, I don't think that's good. It's, it's pers- just what's it's I just know. what saves people money at this point in time. We're not let's not kid ourselves. We're not going to save money. No, they're not. But we're, we're th- not going to save money. We're not. We're going to spend money on all these games. Spend, the companies are going to save, save money. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that let, let, let's not. And that's just been my kind of like as like, much as I, I want I, the Microsoft deal to go through to right. talk about that for acquisitions and everything. At the same time, part of me is just genuinely worried is like are we going to be stuck with the big three again and then we're going to have one of them scuttle like how sega did not because of not because of uh, mismanagement or anything but but because we now have three companies that are just too big to fail yeah but then we have something like square enix which obviously like if you think about back to what we talked about last episode yeah. where he mentioned the lawsuit between Yuji Naka and, yeah, and, Enix yeah. and how he said that they just don't like games. This is... They don't. They, they just don't. want to make money. They don't. And I mean, that's not to say that Square Enix doesn't make money because a lot of people don't realize everyone thinks that Square Enix is just a video game company. Square Enix owns a publishing company. They also have a toy company. They also have a toy company. They also have a movie company. Mm-hmm. They do anime. Like, they also have a voice acting studio that they own, and they own several idol groups. Yes. Like, Square Enix is essentially... I, how do I put this? Uh, Square Enix is like that... Is kind of like Konami, where it's just like, yeah, we think of Konami is just Yu-Gi-Oh! And, uh, and video games. And video games. It's like, no. Ooh. Konami does, like, gambling, and they actually write gambling laws for all of Japan and everything. Pretty soon, because it's a short news week, so uh, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna end soon. 
Mine soon. Uh, this might be a little bit short. But one of the positives out of this, though, is that Embracer Group, aka THQ Nordic, now, like, they, they treat the franchises they have very well. We were able to get more Darksiders games when we thought we wouldn't. We're getting a Saints Row revival when we thought we wouldn't. I mean, they wrote uh, themselves into a corner, let's be honest. <laughs> we are, they're still hard at work at pushing out a time splitter revivals when we thought that would never happen. Can we get an arcade game for that, do you think? I don't know. But I really they're going to so. do something with it. I hope so. Um, and one of the other positives that comes out of this is if you think about the IPs that IDOS and Crystal Dynamics have, not a, it's not just Tomb Raider. We're talking about the possibility of a new Deus Ex. We're talking about a revival of the Thief franchise. We're talking about Gex. And my personal thing that I want to see happen again is a revival of the Legacy of Kane series. Don't we also get fear out of this? I got. I think Fear was published by Crystal Dynamics. I don't know if it was developed by them, but that would be. You talk about Fear Effect, right? Yes, I remember that game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Wait, wait. Don't we also get Fear out of this now? Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Um, I wish the best for IDOS. But that's why we made this meme because this is literally how I felt. I was like, yes, they're free. They're free. They're free. They're free to make games and not be scrutinized can, can, by an out of touch Japanese developer. Can I just also say this? People don't realize that Tomb Raider is still is become the new crisis. Yeah, it's the benchmark game. It's the benchmark game. You gotta use stress effects and you make your hair flow. To, quite literally, <laughs> it is the benchmark game. And I remember, like, people, I'm only bringing this up because um, I found my stack of maximum PCs. Oh, my God. Um, and by the way, if you want to read old ones, Google has the entire catalog from, two th- from 2008 to 2000. No, from 98 to 2008. So a decade's worth of maximum PCs up. And some of the best hardware back in the day couldn't still run Crisis. Like, it only got 30 frames. To this day... I don't think I've ever been able to run Tomb Raider at the highest quality at 60 frames yet. Like, I'm still running into that bottleneck somewhere, and I don't know if the bottleneck is RAM or what. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're going to see Tomb Raider using the Unreal 5 engine, so that's something to look forward to. Um, But yeah, I'm just really happy that, like, IDOS and Crystal Dynamics are finally out of those hands. I was super ecstatic when IO Interactive got away from them. And I was just like, it's only a matter of time before CD and IDOS get away from them. And they're free. You couldn't take just pause with them. Well, Avalanche does it on their own. It's just they have a, they have a publishing oh, deal with. Yeah, with. yeah. And Just Cause sells well enough that they keep doing it. And Avalanche makes like a bunch of other games anyway that sure. aren't just published by Square Enix. Sure. Um, so they're fine. You know, Avalanche has nothing to really worry about. They're currently working on that new Harry Potter game that yeah. most likely is going to sell well because Harry Potter fans don't give a crap. Um, but that's going to do it for our show. We're going to be ending it a little early today because uh, most of the news we've topics. covered. Yeah, yeah we, we covered all the topics already, but stick around. Uh, we'll have RJ and Joel playing through Great Ace Attorney in just a couple of minutes. Uh... If my son is in the chat, he can start putting up all the uh, notifications for our socials and everything. Our socials and everything. Uh, but if, for those of you who are wondering where you can start, you can check out our Discord. And uh, feel free to talk to us through our Discord.
that link is being dropped in the chat right now. Yeah. Um, buddy, if you can come back to the... T- come back. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get mad. Eh. But um, there's one thing that I am just wonder, uh, wondering about this. About this deal? Yeah. Where does this leave that uh, that new game that they were uh, doing? Um, that Isekai game because I know oh, that's Square Enix. That's a Square Enix one. It's, it is Square Enix. It's but, still coming out. But Crystal Dynamics was helping with the engine stuff. No, it's the, it's the Luminous engine that was made internally at Square Enix. Okay. Yeah, okay. Crystal Dynamics going to help with Diane with that. Uh, anyways, uh, you can also check out our website at digitalerentertainment.com for all our social media links and more. That site link has been dropped in the chat there. Uh, if you wish to support us even further, you can check out our merch. We have D merch available over at streamelements.com slash digital era entertainment. You can check out our D hoodie, our D mugs, our D tank tops. We also have D code sweaters there for you as well as merchandise for our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel, Kokorono Pro. That teaser is being dropped there. Uh, also, shout-outs to IGN and Rogue, Jam- and Rogue Jam for the honorable mention. Our game was featured in episode one in a spotlight. We dropped that clip down in the chat for you there to check out what they had to say about Kokorono Pro. We'll have more from you on Kokoro no Pro uh, as we continue working on it behind the scenes. It's a very, very, very small team of like three and a half people. <laughs> what? <laughs> and a janitor. <laughs> super, super indie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to do it for today's show. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot us. I forget where we're recording from. <laughs> Folks, this episode has been brought to you live from the Waypoint Cafe, located at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. Home of our Thursday esports and gaming podcast that you have just been watching. Uh, Gino and myself are patrons here. Gino, owner and operator of the Waypoint Cafe. You're about to say, how can I be a patron if I own it? Because yeah, you get to buy the drinks i guess yeah you buy them wholesale and then charge my hand prices for me the waypoint cafe located at 65 Ludlow street if you happen to be in new york city definitely check it out we are here we don't bite we say come in say hi and check us out all right so that's gonna do it for today's episode but as always until next time you've been decoded Thank you.